Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of the words of our podcast i am your host Dion sanchez and joining me in this particular episode is sandra rodriguez thank you for joining me today sandra thank you Dion. it's lovely to be able to speak with you you have had so many interesting guests and i'm honored to be one of them today Absolutely. It's a true honor to have you on. Um, To kick things off, do you mind sharing with my audience a bit about yourself? Absolutely. Thank you. That would be be wonderful. Well, let me tell you, I'm a person that has had, let's say, many a lifetime built into one. I used to live in Mexico City where I was a newspaper editor. And after many years in that field, I decided to make a very, very um, bold shift and move to LA, which meant um, basically starting a new career from scratch. I knew from the start that it would be very, very challenging from a professional perspective and certainly let me be honest, very unwise from a professional perspective. But on the other hand, I thought that it was something that I needed to do in order to gain more life uh, work balance, which I think is something that everybody struggles with at some point. And it wasn't an easy decision, but I I did make the move. And eventually I fell into a totally different career path that allows me so much more flexibility than what I used to do in the sense that I do have a full-time job, but once it's a 5 p.m., the rest of the afternoon is my own and that makes a world of a difference. Awesome. So um, you mentioned business and making time for yourself. Um, How do you adapt to those changes without overexerting yourself? 
Do you mind elaborating a bit on that? Oh, let me tell you, I think I'm the kind of person and possibly many of your listeners are as well, that uh, we are hardly ever standing still and it becomes a little bit difficult to do that even when all the conditions are in place. When I was a newspaper editor, there was just no way around it. Normal work days would be anywhere from 16 to 17 hours or even beyond that occasionally. Um, we would often work weekends and you're never really off the clock when you work in that type of media. You can imagine, for example, let's say that it's your day off, but for instance, let's say that there's some form of breaking news or some kind of natural disaster or election results or someone dies or something of relevance happens, well, then it's back to the newsroom or at least you need to take some action then and there. So when I came to LA, it wasn't easy finding a new career path. I eventually did. I became a court interpreter, which is very demanding, but it's very demanding in the moment. So what it, the way it works is that at least in my case, I'm a um, full-time court interpreter at one of the busiest courthouses in the world, really. I think it's the second largest one in the world. And it's very, let's say, demanding while you're there. But it's something that you do in the now. You help somebody then and there. And once it's done, it's done. There's nothing to keep ruminating about. There's no work to take home, et cetera. So once uh, your workday is over, it really is over. In my case, I wouldn't say that once it's over, I just put on my pajamas and hang out in front of the TV or do a little meditation and that's the remainder of the day. No, I actually do a little bit more than that. I'm um, very active in, in print media. I still write and edit uh, different publications, um, both in, in the US and in Mexico. I also wrote a book last, last year and not only writing the book, but also uh, book promotion, which is also something that's another component of, of the writing process. That's something I've had to work on. But I have to say that my new work schedule does give me the flexibility to do fun stuff, which in the past I never would have been able to. So now I sometimes paint, which I love. Sometimes I make wine, which is something that's uh, a, a little bit quirky, but it's a fun hobby. And most importantly, I have time to hang out with family and friends and just socialize, meet new people, which in the past would have been definitely impossible. So that's that's basically what I've done. Awesome. So you mentioned you've written a book. Um, do you mind sharing a bit about that? What's it about? Is it turning to a movie? Can you um, shed some light on the book you've written? Thank you, Dion. It's a book that I actually have right here with me. It's called Choose to Prevail by Sandy Rodriguez. I, I chose to write it as Sandy rather than as Sandra, even though my full name is Sandra, because, you know, my closest friends call me Sandy, and I did want the readers of the book to feel like they were speaking with a close friend. It's a book that is meant to provide the reader with a sense of self-acceptance, with a sense of maybe a little bit more self-confidence, and definitely more uh, trust in that the future will be fine eventually. So that's basically the idea behind the book. Now, to be more specific, the book is uh, it's an easy read. You should be able to complete it in an afternoon, possibly. And the purpose of the book is to give the reader ideas on how to overcome challenges that they might be facing, be it something really monumental, for example, the death of a loved one, which I've unfortunately experienced, or be it something very minor, perhaps like 
being blocked on social media by someone or dealing with a frenemy or maybe dealing with a physical insecurity. Now, all of these things, the ones that I'm calling minor, I would have to say that I'm using uh, a quote unquote minor there because maybe to some people, those are not particularly relevant problems, but for whoever is experiencing them, they can feel very overwhelming. And what I've found and other people that I know have experienced as well is that sometimes, let's say reframing a situation does wonders to help you get past it. And really in the book, I do touch upon many different types of issues that people might be experiencing, for example, overwhelm and the need for better time management, or for example, feeling jealous of somebody that they know or that they see online, for example, or they see out and about, or it could be things such as how to, um, let's say, engage in um, more self-care in the sense of practicing better health habits. So it's really, it's really quite interesting that no matter what problem we may be facing at any point, often, reframing is what will help us overcome this that and taking practical action and that's pretty much what's contained in the book awesome and we do need to reframe how our brain works because it does have a tendency to play tricks on us especially with everything going on right now with this pandemic season which has unfortunately still affected many of us um how have you adapted or how do you think people have adapted or prevailed if you will, to quote your book a bit during this season? Well, I think that, well, firstly, thank goodness that we're almost uh, done with that. I mean, fortunately, every day it seems like the end is in sight. I mean, eventually this will have to become something that we either live with comfortably or it just goes away. One or the other will at some point happen. Uh, the reality is that for me, I mean, setting aside all health concerns, I think that I was let's say, in a sense, um, let's say, benefiting from the COVID lockdown initially, because it gave me a couple of months off from work, which is when I was able to complete the book. So to be honest, that was helpful. Now, I personally think I was very lucky because at work, I was able to continue working on site throughout most of the pandemic. As a court interpreter, that was um, something that we had to do in reality. You couldn't just shut down courthouses because I mean, unfortunately, um, situations that require court assistance do not stop just because there's a, a public health concern in place. So as interpreters, we did have the option. We were asked to either work from home virtually, doing virtual interpretation, or doing it on site. And I would say it was an even split. Half of my coworkers were very concerned uh, from a health perspective, and they preferred to stay at home, which actually made sense because sadly, we did lose a couple of um, coworkers to the virus, very, very sadly. However, half of us did choose to continue working on site. Fortunately, no, um, I mean, nobody fell ill uh, from that particular group at any point. And it was, I think, good in the sense that we felt normal. We felt normal. We were going to work. We were getting dressed. We were getting out. We were doing normal activities. And 
that's the thing. I feel that the people that were able to, let's say, prevail over the circumstances during lockdown, mm -hmm. if their work was uh, done only remotely, or if they unfortunately lost their job or had a slowdown in business, I think that the people that were able to prevail were, were those that either took advantage of the once in a lifetime opportunity to do things uh, now that they had a little time on their hands, or they continue trying to do things in a way that kept them feeling normal. For example, getting up at a normal time, getting dressed, getting, uh, you know, keeping up with their grooming habits. What I found is that people who felt saddest among uh, my, my friends were those that kind of just gave up. They would wake up, uh, uh, I don't know, in the afternoon and they would just leave their pajamas on for the remainder of the day. And that kind of an experience, although it sounds like, oh, that sounds fun, it really is not. It's something that both reinforces a sense of depression and expresses uh, a feeling of depression that you might have inside. So that's something that I would definitely not recommend. There's, I mean, certainly it might sound a little superficial to, hey, take a shower, slap on some lipstick, run a comb through your hair, but it does make a difference in, in your mood, definitely. And you know, Dion, one of the things I noticed that unfortunately came out of the pandemic is that people that were very isolated, and I guess that includes pretty much everyone, um, somehow have lost the ability to compromise in the sense that maybe you weren't really interacting with many people. So I feel that that is one of the many factors that have led to, that have led to everything being so much more polarized these days. And I'm not even talking about anything political, nor would I want to go there. But it seems to me that now more than ever, people have ultra strong opinions about everything and they're not much open to conversation or debate. So I think something that in the coming months will allow us to prevail, whether that be in the workplace or even in our social circle, is the capacity to still be able to try to compromise, reach a happy medium, try to see people's point of view. And really that's going to make us very unique. It seems to me like in this day and age, being um, able to compromise is actually the boldest move one can make. Absolutely. And from my own personal perspective, as far as the pandemic goes um, in prevailing and adapting to this, um, I sort of adjusted and adapted slightly differently <laughs> than many others, frankly, because in January 2020, I, oh, did are you still there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> My wife, I went cuckoo. Another thing to adjust to in this season. <laughs> um, as I was saying, um, in January 2020, at the start of the pandemic, or really when the pandemic unfortunately got worse, um, I got diagnosed with diabetes. So along with adapting and prevailing through this new um, health change, I've had to endure really because I have no choice obviously but have to have to figure this out while this virus was was lurking around with no vaccine in sight was really challenging I accepted the challenge obviously because if I hadn't been diagnosed I could have died that was the circumstances of my condition but um as far as prevailing and adapting 
I sort of understand to a great degree of what others was going through in a way, but of course they had to adapt to possibly working from home or losing their jobs or working in school or all the other thing. My adapting came with a little bit more, <laughs> not to say it's any worse or any better than everyone else's circumstances. We all have dealt with this in different ways. Um, having to be diagnosed with something though, brings its own set of fears and anxieties. And I, for one, have taken this season as a time of reflection and adapting and just powering through similar to your book and just accepting that this is my life and I just need to make the best of my circumstances. And if it wasn't for all those experiences and circumstances, it wouldn't have led to me launching this podcast and helping others get through this season a bit easier. I think what you're doing with the podcast is something that is really helpful to everyone that is on the podcast in the sense that it offers a sense of connection with somebody that is so interesting and so kind and generous as yourself. It's something that fosters that personal sense of communication and connection that so many people have been missing. It's really no surprise that during the course of 2020 and, and today, 2021, um, and possibly moving into the future, it wasn't only podcasts, but so many other audio-only platforms or audio-visual platforms really exploded in popularity. There's something that to be said for human connection. I mean, even just the conversation really makes a world of a difference. It's it's something that's just so, so important. Um, not only for its, its healing powers in, in all senses of the word, just to make a day a happier day for anyone. I mean, that's something that's that's interesting to me that I'm no technophobe. I like things that are modern. I like things that are that are new. But something that I feel that we are starting to lose in today's society is human interaction. You know how a lot of things these days, and even uh, not uh, within the COVID, let's say, confines, but just in general, when you go to a supermarket, often now you're expected to check out, uh, to do the checkout process yourself. If you're at the airport, you're expected to handle all of the ticketing yourself. If you are at the gas station, you're expected to do everything in regards to pumping gas yourself. Like everywhere you go, it's something, it's a situation where you don't really come in contact with anyone. And it's just surprising. You go to the bank, you go to different places, and there's just no interaction. And I'm not saying that in the past, you would eventually develop a close personal friendship with, say, uh, a person you would randomly meet in line at the bank or with, with the bank teller. But the reality is that people need some kind of human interaction. It's, it's really, really so necessary. And your podcast is a way of bridging that gap, definitely. So thank you for creating it. Absolutely. Thank you. So I'm going to get to our icebreaker segment of the show, which is so much fun. I'll start with the icebreaker question. Um, you may be easy to you because you're an author, so, um, but we shall see. So the icebreaker question is, if you had to come up with a title or chapter, if you're creating chapters, <laughs> For where your life is currently at, at this precise moment, what would it be? And if you could elaborate more on that specific answer, that would be great also. 
I will call it possibly, maybe it's not a super catchy title, but I might call it something like finally at peace. Now, I think I would have to elaborate in the chapters on what I mean by that, because maybe to some people that might sound, oh, that means that now she's relaxing in a hammock, enjoying a pina colada, or that might mean that she's enjoying pedicures every day, or that she is this super spiritual person that never has uh, any uh, negative thoughts or anything like that. No, no, no. But the thing is that I, I think I've, I've come to terms with the fact that um, we all need to be very self-accepting. And the other thing is that when we are self-accepting, really, it's, it's very strange, but the world tends to mold to us. I've had that experience that when I was younger, and I think that's super common when people are, say, teenagers or, or just finding their way in the world, we want to conform, we want to be like everybody else, we want to not stand out. It's, it's very challenging to be seen. But when you grow older, and especially when you started out in the workplace, or if you become an entrepreneur, or things of that nature, you find that being exactly like everybody else is not a very good idea because you become very forgettable. And it, it might even be not great for business because if you're offering something that everybody else is offering, well, there's really no much uh, appeal that you might have to somebody. It's better to just show your true colors and maybe that will turn certain people off, but that's fine because the right people are the ones that will stay and the ones that will be uh, attracted to you. So you can't be afraid of, of letting yourself uh, shine through. You also cannot be afraid of criticism. Something that I like to, to sometimes discuss is that, for example, you can look, can you, uh, excuse me for just a quick second, sure. please. Just... I'm very sorry, there was, I'm very sorry, that was the sorry. door. <laughs> sorry. Well, yes, um, for example, nobody says, um, uh, okay, think about the most beautiful painting or the most impressive book, let's say the Mona Lisa or one of the major bestsellers uh, that have sold, you know, a zillion copies worldwide. Okay, you might think, oh, those are so popular. I mean, everybody loves them. Well, not everybody. If you go to see reviews of the book online or if you go to see um, art critics' opinions, some people, at most people, many people, a lot of people will say, oh, these are fabulous works of art. But I'm pretty sure that even the most uh, impressive piece of art, the most impressive building in architecture, the most impressive, I mean, even the most beautiful person, uh, a beauty pageant winner. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who say, oh, that uh, building is not that beautiful. Oh, that person is not that attractive. Oh, that movie is not that great. Oh, that book is pretty bad. Or I fell asleep during that, uh, you know, concert, whatever. It's very hard. It's impossible to please anybody. The only things that do not attract any kind of criticism are things that are completely dull. For example, nobody says, oh, I hate uh, blank pieces of cardboard, or I hate uh, to see a blank canvas, or I hate a piece of dry toast. Nobody says that because these things are tremendously dull and there's just nothing to hate. So you can't go through life being so concerned that somebody might criticize what you're doing. If anything, if somebody does criticize it, criticize what you're doing or even yourself, 
well, more power to you. It means that people are paying attention. It means that people, uh, you're taking up um, space in somebody's mind. They took uh, the time to write a review. I mean, it's fine. And just that, that uh, understanding or that insight has made a world of a difference in my life, I think. Awesome. So this will be the part of the show where I share my title or chapter. Um, so my title would be Warrior for Change. Um, I've had to undergo a lot in my life and not just with becoming diabetic during the pandemic, which it would be two years um, next month, which is hard to believe because we're still in this pandemic. But that's the hardcore fact. Um, I've undergone a lot in my life. And not just with diabetes. And I feel like a warrior really symbolizes and represents who I am. And it's basically become my life's mantra since 2020 and moving forward. And it just really reflects everything that's coming my way and what I'm bound to face from this point forward and on. So I love that. I have to say that it's it's hard for me to to think of a silver lining in the situation you're describing. I, I can certainly see what a challenge it would possibly be, but I feel that it gives you more empathy to the plight of other people, no matter what their circumstances. So certainly, I mean, I can't say that it's a good thing because it's not, it's a, it's a very, very challenging situation, but I think that you have used it to further your personal growth, which is something that's simply amazing to me. and impressive to me, very impressive. The other thing is that thank goodness that we are living in, in this day and age. I mean, unfortunately, if you're, you were diagnosed during a pandemic, no less, but at least we're talking about a point in history where there are maybe more resources, maybe more hope, maybe more research, maybe more help than, than a person might have encountered 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or, or, you know, further in the past. So, I mean, obviously, I, there's nothing that I could possibly say to, in the sense that, oh, that was a wonderful thing. Oh, absolutely not. That would be completely insensitive and, and uh, I would not that insensitive at all. Many people <laughs> have different reactions to when they found out. My family wasn't at all thrilled. Um, just to give you a little further insight into me and my human anatomy and however that works. Um, um, I wouldn't find it insensitive at all. Um, my family was not thrilled with this news at all. I mean, they were glad that, hey, I'm alive. Um, that's not where their main source of anger or issue was. Their issue was because I had many health issues when I was born, growing up, and I can just give you the <laughs> icing on the cake as to what that particular health issue is. Um, for the first two years of my life, I couldn't hear her talk. So that just brought on a whole ramifications of issues and challenges and development evolving and mentally and physically. Because at that point in my life, I had just turned 24. Keep in mind, before January 2020, I was really on the brink of death. Um, but before I was on the brink of death and getting sick. I My life was relatively easy and it seemed fine. I was doing good in school and to have to undergo this health change now when it seemed like my adulthood was somewhat normal. I'm gonna say somewhat because <laughs> adulthood is never really quite normal. Um, 
they were just not happy that I had to, I already had overcome so much growing up to have to overcome a new challenge in my adulthood wasn't what they had in mind. But um, again, please, I don't think of it as says the word, this isn't a good thing or it's not a good thing. I see it as a blessing wholeheartedly because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here and that in itself would not be good, so. I love your, your viewpoint and I think that when you hear situations like your, the one that you experienced or when you live through a situation like the one that you experienced, you do gain a deeper appreciation for the times when you're not concerned, the times that you're not in pain, the times that you're not in, in any kind of a, of a difficult situation. For example, I, I think that many people feel, I mean, they grow antsy when they're bored, for example, when they're bored. I think that being bored should be considered a tremendous luxury. If you're feeling bored, it means that you're not getting terrible news at this moment. You're not in pain. Your needs are being taken care of. If you have the luxury of feeling bored, well, that's something I would say fortunate in a sense. I, have, I haven't really had, I can't say that I've had major health challenges, but I have been a crime victim and I was. there was a moment that I was being held at gunpoint and knife point, and that was quite scary. And I have to say that I do understand and I realize how um, how frail human life can, can be. And it does give you a tremendous appreciation for the little things. For example, if you are um, enjoying a moment with a friend, etc., well, that's something to be super enjoyed, relished, really. And even, I think, even for listeners that have not had a situation in which they felt like their life could potentially end at any time. I think that something that COVID did teach us, and this is interesting, I think, this might seem silly, but I think it, it speaks to something bigger. For example, I had a movie theater that I really liked. It was my favorite movie theater. When COVID came, they had to shut down each and every um, theater that they had within their company. So now it's not available for me to visit any longer. Which, okay, I'm, I mean, certainly that's a minor thing, but if the very last time that I went there, I had known, okay, this is the very last time that I'll be able to visit this movie theater, well, I would have stayed for the double feature, I would have gotten the large popcorn, I would have, I mean, I would have enjoyed it much, much more intentional. I would have tried to squeeze the last bit of enjoyment out of the experience. And that's something that we, I think we should all train ourselves to do, regardless of what the experience is, whether it's, I don't know, hanging out with a romantic partner, hanging out with a friend, seeing a family member, watching a TV show that we enjoy eating, our favorite meal at a restaurant. These things really, I mean, most likely, when we do them, the next time that we do them, it will not be the last time, but you never know. So why not kind of pretend that it might be the last one? So not so much so that we feel shocked or horrified, but rather so that we can squeeze the last drop of excitement out of this every single time. Absolutely. And speaking of excitement, we're on to my favorite part of this show, and that is the icebreaker game. 
<laughs> it's loads of giggles, particularly for me, because I'm in control of this particular game. <laughs> so the game is called Song Association. You don't have to be an avid singer. You can be a shower singer and have fun with this game, truly. <laughs> Pretty much how it works is I give you a word and you can either sing it, rap it, whistle it, although I don't think you can whistle it because <laughs> it's just... Is I don't think they're, they're natural words with whistling. Um, not that I know of. Anyhow, um, based off of the word I give you, it can either be in the song title or in the lyrics. The word cannot be the name of an artist. Okay, <laughs> I know okay. many guests have opted to do that. Oh, this word is the name of an artist. Can I use that? No. <laughs> and it has to be an actual song. You can't make it up. Many people have tried, and though it is really cool, <laughs> it works. So um, that's pretty much a whole synopsis. However, and this is where it gets fun for me. Um, for me, it's fun, it's fun for everybody. But um, you have 15 seconds, though, based off of the word I give you to either sing it, rap it, whistle it although i'm pretty sure whistling is not possible um it can either be in the song title or in the lyrics okay but 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 uh just clarification let's say that it's in the song title should i sing the song title kind of like invent a little tune to go with it uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you could try to sing the song title if it's part of the song <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's give it a shot. Let's let's yeah. see how it goes. Let, let's see. So let me pull up my timer here. It's gonna be so much fun. So the and these aren't like college level words. It's words you can probably find on the cereal <laughs> box. It's really easy. All right. So the first word is heart. Total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> See, and that was just the first word. <laughs> and now I'm trying to think about who sings that, but I know it's a song. It's something, someone called Bonnie, Bonnie something, right? Riot? No, Bonnie, Bonnie something. It's, 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 uh, it's a song. I know an it's 80s a song. It's an 80s song. Yes. It's a really classic song. <laughs> so on to the next one. So the next word is words. More than words to show you feel that your love for me is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I totally thought you were going to go in a different song direction. Um, who sings that? <laughs> uh, a band called Extreme. Oh, oh, I didn't, okay. So it was the song I was thinking of. I didn't recognize it. <laughs> because many guests have given the band extreme for that particular word. And I'm just familiar with it being sung by a different band, but it's the same song. See, you're doing so much fun. <laughs> The last word though, it might be tricky because I changed it recently because 
I like to have fun and switch it up because some people find my third word to be difficult. Um, this is the first time I'm using this new word. So <laughs> I okay. have no previous answer to give you if you mess it up. So the third word is scream. I want to watch you scream. Welcome to the jungle. It gets worse here every day. That's from uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. I, I'm surprised. You did so well. That's a really cool game. That's a really cool game. It's really funny. I'm the worst singer in the world, but it's a it's a fun game. It, and it actually reminded yeah. me of something. It reminded me of something. Um, a friend of mine was going to go in for a CAT scan recently, and he was really scared because he's um, he's a nervous person. So I told him that he could try this thing to uh, just keep his mind occupied. I said, okay, think of the name of a band or an artist that starts with an A, then another one with a B then another one with a C and keep going until the CAT scan is over. And if you have to do it twice or three times or whatever, it's fine, but you can't repeat bands or artists. And he said that it made the time fly by. And I'm going to suggest your contest as well to try to think of songs with random words. That's also very good for keeping your mind occupied. I think very, very smart, very cool game. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I love this game. It's my favorite. <laughs> it lets people laugh and chuckle. Plus, sometimes the topics we discuss on here can be really serious. So it's a nice icebreaker to lighten up the mood. And we can keep talking about songs all day long. Or I can come up with another word for you to st be stumped on. Who knows? But unfortunately, <laughs> we're at the end of this awesome conversation. Um, do you have any links or websites for my audience before we wrap up here as to how they can get in touch with you? Oh, that would be fantastic. If anyone would care to connect, they can find me on Instagram at Choose to Prevail, which is also the title of the book, Choose to Prevail by Sandy Rodriguez, which is available pretty much anywhere. And right now, something that we're doing that's interesting, if anybody cares to take a, a look at a new project that I'm working on, that's available at heartofhollywoodmagazine.com. And what that is, is a new TV series that we produced based on the book. It's basically conversations with six people that have overcome uh, tremendous odds. So that's something interesting as well. But basically any information about the book, myself, if anyone cares to connect or just uh, say hi, that's Instagram at Choose to Prevail. Awesome. Thank you again for joining me, Zandra. This was a wonderful conversation, truly. I agree. Thank you so much, Dion. You're wonderful. <laughs> no problem. So to all my listeners, thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the Words of Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you liked it or want to send it to the moon, here are the ways to do that. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Words of Power podcast. We're also on YouTube under the same name. 
and wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Also, it is known that you can now leave ratings on Spotify now. So please don't hesitate to do that if you are a Spotify listener. So again, stay healthy, stay safe. Oh, almost forgot. If you want to get in touch with me about this episode or for any reason at all, you can reach me on Instagram at heartwarrior24 and on Twitter at heartwarrior24. So again, stay healthy, stay safe. Again, if you could send this podcast to the moon, please let me know because I want to manifest that into the universe because I think it would be awesome that aliens would tune into this or any life form for that matter. So anyhow, whether you're a human or an alien, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay healthy, stay safe, and make sure to enjoy the holiday season if I don't hear from you till then. All right, until next time, bye.